I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing the podcast greetings travelers welcome greetings. to <laughs> welcome to hardcore listing podcast with me christopher william miss uh, christopher william glasson and my co-host willie willie heim willie heim ah willie heim yeah that's what boys have uh, before they lose their virginity is a willie heim ah and when that, that when that breaks then you um you've been doing it wrong how about you if you've name? never listened to Hardcore Listing before, and this was your first time listening, um, or you know, if you've chosen to, to break your Willie Heim on this episode, mm. uh, then let me tell you what you get. It won't get a lot better than what you just heard there. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, what you'll get is myself, I'm Stu Whiffin, and uh, uh, Christopher uh, Willie Heim Glasson, and what we do is we talk about top fives. They can be anything, and we have done literally everything and anything within the realms of top fives. <coughs> Excuse me, I haven't done top five coughs down the mic for a while. Um, and then what we do is we, we get that top five. Uh, it can be any topic, and then Chris and I will, will go through it. Sometimes with guests, sometimes without. Today's one, it's just Chris and I, but don't let that think it's going to be anything less than average. It will be. We're consistently average, and we will be delivering. But you know what you're getting. It's like exactly. a can of Fosters, right? You open Absolutely. that can of Fosters. <laughs> we are the Fosters of podcasts. <laughs> you know what you're getting. You're getting a consistently, chemically sort of tang in your beer, and uh, that makes it more transportable around the world and a consistent yeah. flavour. As we've been taught by one of our sponsors. So I guess before we go any further, mm. let's have a little message from our wonderful, sexy sponsors. Right, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Moto Recall. Yes, it's one of those lifestyle utility apps that every phone should have. It's got the practical, the nostalgia and the dream. From 18 to 118, there is something for you. It's what you make it. Day-to-day reminders of tax and MOT on your cars you've in your current garage. I, for one, sometimes been driving around in my car not being MOT because I forgot. So it's a bit of a lifesaver. Absolutely. I mean, never buy a second-hand car without knowing the history. You know, Providence. Moto Recall, make sure you aren't caught out by allowing you to perform a full Providence check on the vehicle. With just the car reg, is there outstanding finance? Has it been in an accident? Is the mileage legit? 
You'll get the full picture, powered by experience, with a data guarantee. I wish I'd had that in the past. And, and with this app as well, you can build your historic garage with photos and data that you can not only look back on for yourself, but you can share it with your mates. You know, every car is a memory. You used to have that cat in the hat car. I'd love to have seen that. I mean, if you don't have an historic garage, like build out your dream garage. You know, what has caught your eye? What are you dreaming of owning? And the best bit is free. Up to 50 cars and provenance checks are pay-as-you-go when you need them. Experian aren't as nice as the Moto Recall team, of course. Download the app for free. Search Moto Recall in your app store. M-O-T-O-R-E-C-A-L-L. Moto Recall in your app store. Uh, hello, this is uh, Charles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, while I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Hello, I want to take a moment to shout out one of our wicked sponsors, eggfried.com. They are a streetwear brand. They produce t-shirts, sweats, hoodies, handmade denims. It's all inspired by hip-hop, punk, choir fashion. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, head over to eggfried.com and, and have a look on the website because the, it's not just the design, it's the layout, it's the website. You know, the creative team... Over there, absolutely on point. There's just some some great stuff there, and and not just for adults as well. They've got small fried, which is their range of kids' <laughs> clothes. And if you want your kid to just look beyond cool, like head over and check that out. And they've given us a discount code, right, Chris? Yes, egg salad. If you type egg salad into the discount coupon section, you get yourself a tidy little discount. And when they send out the stuff, it is packaged exquisitely. You get little goodies in there, stickers, and it's all wrapped up beautifully. So check out eggfried.com. Okay, lastly, we want to thank, and certainly not leastly, we want to thank, is leastly a word? Oh, no, it's really not. Right, we're going with it. <laughs> we're going with it. So we want to thank Luke Van Boom. Luke Van Boom has a company called Bang Boom Creative. Luke is a, a long-time sponsor of this show and a friend of this show. If you see the pictures of Chris and I on the socials advertising this podcast, 
them happy snaps were taken uh, by the genius that is Luke Van Boom. I mean, that's just the tip of, of, of what he does. Chris, do you want to explain a little bit more about what Bang Boom Creative does? Yes, it's all about fresh interview production. So they're all about content with a heart and soul, making films of all kinds, shooting dynamic photographs and putting smiles on faces. They're passionate storytellers working with a diverse range of brands of all sizes. You know, their work includes short film, viral video, animation, hidden camera stunts, product demos, live action, 360 imaging, and music promo. And they've worked with a ton of companies as well. Universal, uh, BBC Children in Need, even the Mayor of London, Katie Piper, the NHS, the Dogs Trust. They've, they've worked with a lot of companies. It's, it consistently blows my mind, you know, the stuff that you've just said there. Why does he have anything to do with us plums? Stop talking him out of it. Right. <laughs> There you go, all our sponsors. We should also say this episode today is brought to you in association with Foster's Lager. Um, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> other lagers are available. Um, I went out the other day. Um, I, I, I had um, a catch-up with uh, uh, our, our friend Cunt and the gang. Uh, and um, and my mate Gal was around there, uh, postman, uh, shout him out. Um it's one of the ones where like Cunt's got a really nice big sort of mm. pub in mm. his in his in his garden, and so we uh, we we all went round there for uh, a little catch up and a little drink. Uh, sun's been shining. So I was invited round there once. It was really nice. I was invited round there once to fucking move a pool table. Oh yeah, that's the only time, yeah, yeah, that's the only time I've been allowed round. Chris, yeah. you want to come over? Yeah, wicked. We're just moving a pool table. Sweet. <laughs> It makes him sound like he lives in some kind of crib where uh, he's got a pub in his garden with all a pool that, table. All that cunt and the no, gang money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but obviously, like when when you go around your mates and you're not going to uh, you know a pub, you you obviously take your booze around there. And for me, you know, if I'm going to have a night having a few drinks with my mates, then I will think right, what do I really want to drink tonight? And I'll give it a bit of thought and. Uh, I took round a, a little multi pack of brew dogs and and mm-hmm. some and, and some nice ciders and uh, and some some half decent snacks and I thought right, uh, Gal turned up, great selection of snacks, uh, but he just bought Fosters because he likes Fosters, uh, and I just think I find it really weird. Like my like my brother in law just drinks Carlin, and I, I just can't think get me around it. I, I, I literally, I don't want to make out I'm some kind of beer snob. I know it sounds like I am, but like, don't get me wrong. If I'm at a fucking festival, I'll drink any old shit. Mm. I'll drink any old shit anyway. But in this day and age, you can, for the same price as four cans of Fosters or Carlin, you can get four cans of something that's got a little bit more about it. I think, but maybe that's just because I'm forty. I don't know. Like, is it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like for me, it was broke a long fucking time ago. Like. I don't know. Like once you once you ex, like switch up and go for a different beer, yeah. All of a sudden, like you just There's like, no going back. Why am I, why am I drinking that? All my girlfriends walked in and look yeah. at this. Look at that. Oh, that's, Thanks, that's service. That is, mate. That's a green smoothie. She just that bought you is. a load of snot in a glass. Yeah, it's probably going to taste disgusting. Just think she's going to run in there and have a go at me. <laughs> I know she did, but that's uh, no sex for three months now for making that. So, um, yeah. Um, Fosters. Yeah, I, 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 just, I don't I just, get it. I really don't get it. Like, no. I remember being like, I remember being 15, 16, and, and I would drink that sort of stuff and, uh, oh, and the bars and that. 
But I, I'm sorry, certain. sorry. Hang on. Mm. Yeah, I remember when I was fifteen, oh, just swanning no. round the bar scene, <laughs> drinking Fosters. <laughs> I was really young, so I, I couldn't really like underage drink anyway. But I looked young anyway. Um, but like once I got like to uni, I remember starting drinking things like Lefe. <laughs> like was the first one that sort of like started t- yeah. taking me off the pace of that and 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 just being like it, i just really found it i don't think i ever really returned back to it once i started drinking away from what was served on the normal taps mm. i just don't think it's worth it man no i agree i agree uh, and this is unless fosters are listening they want to sponsor us and then uh um, yeah. you know then oh, that mate. will all go out the window because i actually really love premium lager <laughs> it is it really it's is. uh on a, on a on a day like today when the sun's shining there's nothing more i like than opening a cold can of fosters oh Mm-mm-mm. Today's top five. Yes, yes, indeedy, yes, indeedy. So this, so we got we're recording two top fives today, as per as per my son, and today's top five is, is picked by a podcast hero, Patreon hero, really, one of our OG listeners, Ellie Freeman. Smelly Ellie Freeman. Smelly Ellie Freeman. She wants us to do. Top five songs that trigger memories or make oh, you poo. Oh, you said smelly Ellie Freeman. She wants... Oh, no, I thought he's going to say semen. Oh, no, I didn't. But I ended oh. with poo, but you um, you, you didn't listen. So no. you fucked it up. Ellie, I'm sorry. Um, but top five songs that trigger memories, nostalgia. This, this is so good. And actually, there's so many. Like Yeah. It just, uh, especially for someone like you, Stu, like, who's, who is a muso prick. And like... it. <laughs> It must be endless. But for me, it's endless. Well, so I don't many. think like, being a, a, a muso prick is necessarily um, a, a big factor in this because as I've sort of collated my list, mm. nothing apart from one is has got any bearing on my obsession with music and, mm. you know, and, and, and my job. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm going to start today. All right, then. Go on, then. 
Um, I'm going to start um, with Jolene by Dolly Parton. Oh. Um, it could be uh, anything from um, a Dolly Parton greatest hits. Yeah. Um, songs such as uh, Coat of Many Colours, Applejack, anything like that. Mm. They're songs that um, the minute I hear anything like old you know that uh, you know kind of i guess classic era dolly mm. um it transports me to my nan's living room when i was probably oh. uh 6 or 7 and i can smell the room mm-hmm. uh, i can picture the uh literally i would have been playing with my like my star wars toys mm. on the carpet i can picture the carpet can sort of every house has its own smell doesn't it and mm. uh, yours and, and was I, musky like uh yeah and uh and and yeah i can pick, i can still feel the uh, the the texture of the sofa oh, um wow. and yeah and and it's just that was probably my happiest place growing up was around my nan's oh. um and yeah and and she had this stereo and and i can still remember it it was like a uh, it, it was like a just like a turntable but at the front it had like a, a radio and uh, and it lit up you pushed this silver button and it lit up with this green light it looks so cool mm. i'd love to still have it and it lit up this whole kind of um uh dial of a uh, um, strip of like you know radio frequencies that you could kind of uh, tune to but then it had it had the thing that you could put in the middle of the turntable it's probably mm. before your time chris and you could stack up loads of seven inch singles on it oh incredible and then you'd like you'd, it used to, i used to sort of flick the switch on and then the first record would drop down and then the arm would automatically go over and play it. And then when it finished, the second, the next track would drop down, almost mm. like a jukebox. And, and obviously there was, you know, it was my nan and granddad's ass, you know, and they were my nan, you know, this, I'm, I'm talking this would have been like very early 80s. And so, you know, the only record that they had, I think, that was probably anything more recent than mm. the 70s would have been uh, Grandma, We Love You, that I probably bought them for for Christmas might yeah. that year. Um so I I would get to listen to um that and so that anything whenever it Dolly Parton it just absolutely makes me think of 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 being uh at my nan's when I was little and yeah and it makes me happy and I still think all of them songs are amazing. I think Dolly Parton's absolutely fucking incredible. Um and yeah just uh yeah makes me happy. That's such a beautiful memory about your family and um yeah very emotive mate. Uh, family and music just walk t- walk hand in hand. Um, that's why I'm going to pick for my song "After Dark" by Tito and Tarantula, and um, <laughs> it reminds me. Uh, it's the first song I heard. It's the song played in from Dust Till Dawn, where um, Salma Hayek is dancing with the snake. And the reason why this is such is this a the very- first time you got an erection. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is such a treasured memory. Um, on the sort of level of family, family do's and stuff like that, is it was the first song I uh, heard in a strip club when I had my first lap dance. <laughs> um, I wasn't actually going to say that. Uh, um, I just thought I'd say something Sound a bit gross. Hayek. Oh, she, she was incredible. Uh, but actually, because she's still said, alive, mate, she's still alive. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, my one actually is if you're gonna if you're gonna do um, family memories, I get I, I'm torn between two. But New Year's Eve, Bridge Over Troubled Water, 
would be a song that like my entire family all absolutely shit face. I remember it very specifically this year. It's the first year that I, my first proper occasion drinking with family and uh, my cousin Robin, who did the artwork for our wonderful um, mm. Hardcore Listening Podcast vinyl. Um, still available. Still available. Um, sh we both got so shit-faced that we were just throwing up in the same toilet by the end of the night. But I remember Bridge Over Troubled Water playing in my um, my uncle's lounge, uncle and aunt's lounge, and the whole family just swaying along singing it and all, my, all our parents being absolutely shit-faced. And just singing their hearts out to it, and then my dad sort of like then st stumbling over to uh, the 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 stereo and playing his favourite song, which was um, "He Ain't Heavy" by the Hollies. That was always my dad's favourite. And yeah, just though, like I know I've cheated here and crowbar three in. No, um, no, no. If it's because I could have done the same. Like I know, know what you're saying. <clears throat> it's just such a strong emotive memory, and. Mm. It, I don't know. I like New Year's Eve party. I think the whole reason why I my favourite sort of party or gathering is a house party. Like, mm. you know, it all stems from how epic our New Year's Eve parties used to be. And I remember, like, you know, when it when when it you hit twelve, like me and my cousins all run out into the street banging pots and pans up and down there. I remember it so well, even without my shoes on. Just like you say, like you can feel your nan's sofa. I can remember mm. running up and down just in my socks banging it and your parents looking at you sort of laughing but also poor thinking shoes. we didn't have shoes back in the 80s no sorry yeah. did we you didn't back when you were young you didn't even have feet you all had flippers <laughs> you <laughs> don't involve feet yet um, yeah so I don't know I love that and so it's such a great choice by Ellie this one because mm. it does like it does evoke all those sort of memories that you can potentially forget about and yeah uh, definitely yeah who's some bridge over troubled water who was it simon and garfunkel simon <coughs> fucking hell people um, like, jesus christ chris um yeah that's quite how a... can you not remember that but i can remember tito and tarantula <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, again like family parties back then uh my, my vivid memory then would it, it, this was all in tilbury uh and and it would have been the, the greatest hits of Chaz and Dave when things got going Chaz yeah. and Dave come out and it yeah. would be Rabbit Cyborg mm. Song and it was like oh, and everyone just come alive it was yeah good times good times good times right. mate what's your number four I've already managed to say three songs in, in this go on what's your number four um so I'm gonna go um for uh my first love Mm. Um, when I first, well, my first girlfriend, I guess, mm. and uh, just because it was, you know, it's a big deal, isn't it? The first time you kind of, you know, you, you're not just having a snog with someone, you're just thinking, oh, this is something more. Is this right, a happy you know. song or is this a heartbreak song? Um, well, I've got two I go can on. throw in. Go on, right? go on, so, go on. Um, so at the time, I, I was, re you know, I was really good friends with, with my friend Leah, and unfortunately, she, she passed away. Um, but Leah was like one of the only people that we knew that had a flat mm. uh, in Basildon, and uh, and uh, my my then my, my sort of girlfriend at the time lived in Romford, which was obviously you know quite a way away, and uh, and so Leah was like, "I'll go and stay my sister's. You can have my flat for the weekend," and that was like such a big deal, mm. and uh, and she went, oh, "I've done you a tape as well," 
and uh, and I thought, oh, wicked. So I, I went round there, and and it was it was Paul Weller's first album on one side. I'm no I'm no big Paul Weller fan at all. Mm. Um, and the, the other side of it was the Superfly soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield. Amazing, uh, amazing. And there was also a cassette single by the side of the stereo, which was a song called uh, Goodbye by the Sundays. Uh, and so for the whole weekend, which was like my kind of first weekend of feeling like a bit of a grown-up, having a, my own space with this girl that I thought was amazing, mm. uh, and I listened to that, them, them two albums, on repeat constantly. Yeah. And so whenever I hear that, I literally went for a run day before yesterday, and, and the, the opening track on that album is uh, Superfly's, uh, track called uh, Little Child Running Wild mm. uh, and it come on and just the opening like guitar lick and bongos it just takes me to that flat straight away <laughs> and yeah. just feeling like really happy yeah. and uh, <clears throat> but the song um, that was on that cassette single Goodbye is a beautiful song by the Sundays and yeah. she's one of my, my favourite vocalists ever they are a band I know you don't believe they exist um, not real but the B side of that cassette single because on the cassette single you were press play and then once the main track had played then you'd you wouldn't have to turn it over for the b-side you'd get the b-side following it then you turn the cassette over and you get both tracks again so i would then put that on uh and the b-side of it is their version of the rolling stones wild horses mm. and that song is still one of my it probably it is my favorite cover version of all time and i can't hear that song without thinking of the first time I had my heart broke as well, oh. when 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 it all went wrong, uh, and she went back to her ex, and and yeah, and I couldn't do anything. He had about a it. Uh, he, uh, he had a bigger wing, didn't he? He did, yeah. he did, yeah. But I heard that wasn't why she she just went back with him because she he was actually technically a more proficient lover too. I would have thought so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and I just remember like I say uh, that because I think that happened to me once. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and it, it was like yeah, just just it, it, it encapsulates yeah, just uh, that 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 them feelings when you well, I can't think how old I was maybe at eighteen mm. nineteen and just thinking like wow this is something different and it was like the first time you'd felt that kind of excitement yeah. and butterflies and then also the first time you felt that butterflies in a different way where you feel a bit helpless and you can't you can't make something what you want it to be no. because uh, I think. Music's a bit like alcohol in terms of your emotions. Like mm. alcohol magnifies it all, doesn't it? Like you know, you can oh, be really that little it. bit more wild, <laughs> and you can be that little bit more depressed on alcohol. And mm. I think, but I think music's the same. Like there's falling mm. in love mm. and music, mm. and then you find an attachment to a certain you know song. It's a beautiful like or or album, or you both get into an album together. Is one of the it, it's such a, an amazing great feeling I and am... it's only matched by when it all goes tits up it makes yeah. it, it, can, it can it can sometimes make those albums a bit hard to listen to or songs mm-hmm. and then you might also find other songs to help you overcome it dependent whether or not it's sadness you're feeling mm. or fucking anger frustration yeah. you know i've got songs that sort of cover many different relationships and how i was feeling at the time I remember driving through the lanes, coming back through Upminster after knowing oh, that, like, uh, this is never going to happen again. I'm never going to see her again. Like, mm. she's back with her ex, and and that's it. And I remember, uh, I don't know, I had the radio on, <clears throat> and Heroes by Bowie come on, 
And and I remember <coughs> literally driving through these lanes, crying my eyes out, yeah. just thinking, oh, <laughs> like this is this is it. I've never had my heart broke. Ben and, Stiller uh, in something about Mary, just bawling your eyes out driving. <laughs> I've I've done it, mate. I remember splitting up with a girl and, and being. <clears throat> crying my eyes out while driving and that was yeah. through central London thinking people must be looking at me thinking <laughs> what the fuck is going on do you know what right the, 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 I had um, I had Charlene Spiteri on off the beaten track uh, yeah. last week is she from and Texas or have I just made that up she's from Scotland but she's in the band Texas yeah, yeah that's um, what I meant yeah. and uh, or did I <laughs> <laughs> and she uh she at one point was talking about like songs like growing up, and she said, "My heart's like a little jukebox," right. and I just thought that sums it up. Yeah. Like you know, any time your heart, you know, you think of something that has really kind of made your heart skip a beat. There's a, always a little song in there that can, mm. you know, si- you know, signify that and accompany that. Like, so yeah, how's her rap career <clears throat> going? Because she's always doing stuff with Wu Tang from the looks. Yes, like. yeah, she. Uh, That's she's so weird. With Wu Tang, yeah, yeah, he's odd, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the Sunday's Wild Horses. <clears throat> Good choice, mate. Well, look, I was going to pick a a, a, a song, uh, and I am going to pick one from Heartbreak. Heartbreak, which is uh, I could have lied from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, the first girl I kind of thought I loved, who then I told, and then just went, "Oh, that's nice." And uh <laughs> oh, that's so brutal. <laughs> oh, you know, like I wasn't. It's weird because I was confident in so many ways um, as a kid, and and did some outlandish shit, as we as we well know. And then, oh, that's so horrible. Equally, I was like, as I've always said, very like the you know girls in general, especially when I was younger. I, by thirty, I don't know, something changed, and I was fine, and I was confident, and. I felt very much in control of my emotions and how to approach girls that I like. But, um, yeah, back then I couldn't. And to sort of, like, muster up the courage. I remember doing it. It was in my first year flat at uni, like, in, in living halls. They were really nice. And I had an absolute blast in that in that halls. And I remember finally building up the courage to tell her. And we got so close. And she was, like, a really good friend. It was the first... It was the first girl who... I kind of, I was just blown away by all her passions and what she was into. And she came from a completely different background to me, a different part of the country. Um, had a complete zest for life and going on spontaneous trips and adventures down to Glastonbury with her. And, you know, I remember then sort of saying, oh, you know, I love you. And her just, yeah, being very polite about it. But also just like a nice, just a nice championship pie off pie to the face and I remember that was a real tough pill to swallow and then she she then about two did weeks you do, did you do the guy I thought, oh, fuck you then I was like no we hugged <laughs> and that we hugged and oh uh, I didn't even kiss <laughs> the, simp- oh yeah oh, thanks sympathy give, give it, hug give us a cuddle you're like a brother to me sympathy hug then me nan died then me aunt died all within about three weeks of each other so I was trying to get over that and then like family members decided to all start snuffing it and um, then the next time I saw her a good mate of mine, Jay, come down to see me randomly, which was brilliant. And then she met Jay and went, yeah, I think I fancy your mate, best mate, Jay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, fucking hell. 
Like, that was hard. It was hard to deal with. And she was a good human being. There was not part of this that, you know, when you look back, it's like, that hurt a lot. But she was just... <clears throat> you were young and inexperienced. And you can sit there and say maybe... Um, Obviously, you should have been even at nineteen. You should be probably emotionally smarter not to say that. But I've done many things and older than that, which wouldn't be classified as emotionally smart or considerate. So, you know, I'm not upset with her for doing that. It just, it just kind of hurts at, at the time. And I remember listening to Chili Peppers. I could have lied, and it's obviously just about that. And my face can't show what is not real. When I was a bit of a goof round, I couldn't help it because she, she came across to me as someone who's greater than the sum of my parts. You know, just someone who's better than me. And I was in awe of her. So that song... A lot kind of them of, out there. There was most... I would say about 100% of women. Um, <laughs> and I remember listening to that song and being at the pits of that sadness and just being like, Whoa! I'm going to be alone forever. Uh, but you get over it. You get over it. And, and the other <clears> thing is, one of the highs, you know, say, getting into songs. And I think the Foo, one of the Foo Fighters' first records was something we got into together. And... Um, and the other one, and this is that one I said to Pip, and he was like, oh, yeah. He said, oh, you today? He says, you've been listening to that River Girl by any chance? I was like, what do you mean? And he went, yeah, Counting Crows is something that you get into by your girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell, he's hit the nail on that. I was like, oh, you've been there then? He was like, yeah. Was like, oh, okay. we've, all, we've all took a trip to Sullivan Street. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, there's nothing you want more. That when you when it's all gone tits up and just sitting there looking at the floor listening to raining in Baltimore, <laughs> so funny. Oh, brilliant! There you go, mate. There's my number four. What's your three? Um, I'm going to talk about um, Cochise by Audio Slave. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's I think it's a good a good uh, glossy rock record. Yeah, it's Tom Morello on guitar, isn't it? That's Audio Slave. It's right? pretty much Rage. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Rage with uh, Chris Cornell. Mm. Uh, um, you know, big fan of Rage. I thought Soundgarden were right. Um, uh, but when that come out, that song, um, my daughter was, pro- my uh, eldest daughter was probably, see, th- th- it, this is going to make it, how old do you reckon that record is? Two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, probably not too far off. Uh, yeah, it, it's well, it's, it's it's probably seventeen years old now. <clears throat> oh wow, okay. Um, and I don't know if you remember the video, but the video they're like on like a kind of rooftop, uh, yeah. and then there's like fireworks going off everywhere. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. it's you know, it's it's a it's a ballsy rock record. Yeah, like yeah, and. And it was the first song that uh, Hallie responded to. Oh, what? And uh, she'd be in a little kind of um, baby rocker thing, them like little chairs that mm. they just sort of sit in and bounce in. Oh, uh, what? And and the you could see like all the colours from that video were were, were resonating. And then like because it starts with like a helicopter sound, mm. and it's like uh, obviously then that massive riff kicks in, yeah, and. And yeah, and I remember just seeing her just like rocking in a in a little chair and like absolutely transfixed. And it was like whenever that song came on MTV, it literally sort of you know pricked her attention. So uh, so yeah, I think that was the first time that, and it just yeah just made me yeah just it's a very fond memory. Whenever I hear that song now, I just think of 
yeah, my, my eldest being oh, literally memory. brand new, bouncing around in her chair, watching watching uh, Audio Slave. So, yeah, mm. that's it, really. I haven't got loads to say about that, but that is... Did you uh, think she's going to be a rocker? Would you like, no. oh, this means no. No, I, I, I realised quite quickly with both my kids that... Uh, I mean, Layla's, Layla's <clears> have, you know, got into skating, and, and, and she, I think she's probably going to be the person that, that goes to my club I don't think mm. my oldest is going to come mm. to my club that much um, yeah but uh, it's one of them things that I've never tried to influence I've yeah. never tried to go listen to this I think, I think. Like, well um, I think it's okay to expose people it's when you just see people like like they're desperate for them to be little versions of themselves I watched a, a Stacey Dooley um, sleep sleepover documentary the other day and it was one where she sleeps over with uh, a family whose kid is getting into MMA and it's a really grey area because actually I do think by and large even that's a what, really old one Matt yeah mm. by and large I think that particular child it might have been quite good for but the thing that murkies the territory is the dad is so keen for him to do it like, but you, you see that you mm. see that like where in my old house, mm. I lived next to a field where there was Sunday League, and mm. and the amount of like fat dads that <laughs> are still dining out on the fact that yeah, I had trials for fucking Kettering or something like that in like nineteen ninety two, standing there like hungover, fucking twenty odd stone, wearing one of them long football coats, boots, just standing on the fucking touchlines. Shouting at kids like, oh, oh, it's fucking tragic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I took both my kids to to learn to box, you know. But yeah, when they didn't want to do it, that's down to them. Yeah, like you know, you can give you you can present them with stuff, mm -hmm. but when you're like when you get into the kind of now, come on, do it for daddy, like yeah, exactly. you know that, then that just flags flaws in. That person, yeah, and it's like let you know, don't, don't, person. don't, yeah, let them be their own person. Don't, don't make them live your dreams, and no. like you know, and that fucking hell, f football dads on the touchline, like, oh, I've seen, I've literally seen punch ups, <laughs> like, and it's just pathetic. Yeah. It's like I've never understood why grown men that have just gone to watch football wear an outfit. Wear them long kind of puffer coats yeah. and and boots. Yeah. Why? You're watching the game. You're not you, playing. You might You're not the over. manager. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I won't, I won't do any of that with my kids. As long as if I have a daughter, as long as as long as they become a porn star, I won't I won't be upset. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. They just must become a porn star. Oh, that's it. Yeah, anyway, next subject. What's your <laughs> number two, Chris? I don't care what they did. Um, it's number three for me. Okay. Anti up. From all, right. all our times at the Lizards. Yeah, yeah, it's good that. So there's loads of sort of like great records that um that that we would um we would play. Um you, Hey what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? You'd you'd sometimes play um She Don't No 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 and I, Occasionally. I, and, and, and that and that always reminded me of when like um I started dating the photographer who came, and then do, do you remember the, yep. the cute um, Colombian photographer? Yeah, and that all caught, that kind of didn't work out for me. And after a while, she'd just be chasing me around trying to find me or or messaging you. <laughs> and um, and I always think that that song always reminds Where's me. Where's Chris? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, that always reminds me of that situation, but. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say, um, who was it? Bill would play Black Betty, and I used to love that song when he played that. He's such a, what, is, that the, is that the name of the song? Hey, Black Betty. Have I got that wrong? Go on. It, it is called Black Betty. Oh, um, okay. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to throw this out there now. Bill, who is an incredible DJ, uh, absolutely best. incredible, really and I, I, I take his music. Uh, conversations very seriously. Yeah. I would say he's an, uh, a, 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 a majestic tastemaker. Yeah, that's in my top three worst songs of all time. Is it? Hate it. I love it when Bill plays it because I think it's got such a good tempo, and 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 Bill's such a wicked DJ. And I just I don't know. For me, like he, he, Bill, Bill is uh, out of all the Weird Lizards gang. I think is the one who's the most uh, proficient at like. Dance music DJing clearly, and, and 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 beyond that, beyond that, he's like hundred percent. Like you know, he can do hip hop and all of that, and uh, he's he can just sew it in between any of our sets really yeah. well. Um, obviously, destruction sets. There's loads of tunes in that that just um, always. Uh, what is it? The, is it the? Is it the? That was it. Da, 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 and the monkey on the line. Clap clap. Mm, mm, the clapping song, the clapping yeah, song, Shirley yeah. Ellis. Yeah. yeah, I think that uh, that reminds me of his set. But yeah, anti up, I think, is the one that I probably had just about. I'm probably on my fifth tequila, and people drop that, and then we'll just all go crazy in the in the. Um, You'll start trying to fuck my leg like a dog. I've only done that once. Stop saying it like that was a thing I always did. Yeah, you know, I tried. I kicked your leg once, and then I yep. fucked it once. Yeah, that's. That don't make up that, for it. No, it makes it even. Sorry I kicked it. I'm going to fuck it <laughs> Exactly. It makes it even now. <laughs> One all. Cruel and kind. Oh, anti-up's a banger. And it is. I think mm. if I hear that, I do picture a lot of us jumping around in the DJ booth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would generally, a lot of the time, be one of Pip's sort of like opening records. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Every now and then, just to fuck him off, I'd play it if I was before him. <laughs> uh... uh yeah, absolute banger of a track. Yeah, mm. solid choice, dude. Solid choice. The good old days, eh? The good old days. We really need to do a We Are Lizards um, podcast Why? now. Fucking, you're so rude. 
What's your fucking... What's your two? Um, I'm going to go for... Debaser by the Pixies. Ah, what a tune. <laughs> I've got some Pixies memories too. Um, and my memory is... I spoke about this on other podcasts. And it's, it's, uh, it's a time when... Clubbing, for me, was always about um, being the guy that run it or mm. orchestrates, you know, put, promotes it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be DJing or, you know, I've, I've ticked a few boxes in that industry. Uh, and one of the boxes I didn't really do that much of was just going out and dancing. Um, and I managed to do that uh, when I was really young and... We used to go to this club in Leicester Square called the Gas Club. Uh, and the Gas Club was this really cool little venue tucked away. Um, uh, I think it was around sort of... Uh, where was it? I'm sure it was up near sort of... Um, was it Trafalgar Square? Way, around there. Um, and one of us would take turns to drive um, each week. And, and it was brilliant. It was just... We'd have both me and Cunt had... Um, estate cars so we generally sort of throw people in the boot as well N- not in a good fella's way <laughs> like uh, and and so we'd always have like a, a, a proper little firm and it felt really exciting that we was going to london yeah. clubbing uh, and it was a wednesday night and we all knew we had college in the morning but it just didn't matter and you'd go there and uh and the club night was called automatic and the warm-up dj was errol olken before anyone knew where errol yeah. was this was before trash and all of that um and uh and I just remember you'd go in there. It's the first time I ever heard Killing the Name in there. Yeah. Um, he, he, he got it on a, some kind of promo, and I was just like, whoa. Went and ordered it, and then was like, right, I'm going to definitely start playing this in the Southeast. Mm. Um, and, but I always kind of felt awkward in clubs because a lot of the time I'd be in clubs that I was working at, and some times people go I can't have a dance and it was just I just never felt comfortable doing it and and I I've definitely sort of struggled over the years with experiencing joy um you know when going out um you know I've tried lots of different things that I think are going to be things that people go like when you when you go and I see you out clubbing you are enjoying yourself you know and and I'm not yeah uh and and so I've got a vivid, vivid memory, and and I can literally describe it to a T. and And it would be on a virtually empty dance floor at about probably we'd got there at nine. It was probably about half ten. Reckon there was probably thirty people on this dance floor, and Errol dropped Debasa. I had a blue T-shirt on, just a plain blue T-shirt. I had green checked like. Um, baggy shorts on uh, and I had yellow Converse All-Stars on uh, and I would have had long my hair's quite curly when it grows long and I had long sort of curly-ish hair down to my shoulders and I remember dancing and at that point just thinking I am absolutely loving this I'm so happy right now and like and and of all the memories I've got of anything that I've done in working in clubs in for 28 years that's my favorite that's so crazy man that's lovely as well it's beautiful to hear and what do, what makes you think that you is it you hold back do you think you're holding back in a club or 
Yeah, I guess so. Like I just that that, that whole bollocks of like mm. dance like no one's watching yeah, yeah, thing yeah. Like, that that's that was that point. Yeah, uh, and it and it was just like. I just must have been in a really good place yeah, with yeah. all my friends. Felt, felt like I was doing something really exciting. Or anything. Yeah, no, just, yeah. great song. I was yeah. probably sober. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I just, I don't think I've ever been in a club since and had that kind of feeling. Well, I haven't, definitely not. Like, not in a million years. Like, um, and yeah, so it, I, I think maybe that whole kind of not doing drugs growing mm. up has probably impacted on that a lot of people you know that have ex- experimented with that have probably you know attached that to lots of kind of feelings of of euphoria, euphoria. absolutely yeah. i mean i've got my fair share of that it's it's kind of funny because it's all ties into my number two mm. um shall i shall i say yeah yeah yeah, yeah cool yeah so it it does and it doesn't so my, my, my number two is super sharp shooter and it's from back when i was 14 and i went to like a roller disco right um in uh no it wasn't a roller disco it's in the same place that they did the roller disco but this was the called fud ruckers and this was some like teeny boppers night that we, we we would go to and i remember super sharp shooter playing and i guess i'd listened i i may have heard it before because my, my best friend's sister was big into like the jungle hardcore scene and, and all that and and it's, it's by dj zinc right uh, Super Sharp Shooter isn't by DJ Zinc, no. It's is by it no, I don't think it is. It's by um Ah oh, fucking hell, my mind's gone blank. Let me double check that. I really don't think it's DJ Zinc, Super Sharp Shooter. I'm gonna kick myself because it's it's, it's really shown. Yeah, it's it's really obvious who it is. Um oh it's the other guy, um who did um uh Move Your Body, I'm sure. Um Oh no, it is fucking DJ Zinc, mate. I'm so sorry, Stu. I am so sh- sorry. Yeah, it's DJ Zinc. Fuck. Never question. Never question, mate. It's just. I can't you questioned me and you didn't know who fucking sung Bridge Over Troubled Water, you melt. Tito and Tarantula, mate. I remember the important <laughs> ones. I can't believe I, I, I'd forgotten that it was DJ Zinc. But anyway, I was 14. I remember them playing it in, a, in this massive warehouse where this teeny bopper night was and just going fucking postal and um that's the thing like drum and bass so so by the when i then i don't know dial on like five or six years and i was in um i was at uni and we'd go to like uh this this uh thing called flash dance which was in a fucking church but a massive massive church in birmingham it was insane and it was all like the, again. It was always like the like two bad mice and um, Alton A and um, Irene Cara. Like yeah, who do you say? Irene Cara. Irene like, Cara. All, all wearing like leotards and uh, and, and <laughs> leg warmers. Yeah. Flash dance, man, love it. <laughs> all right. Tune. Yeah. Um, who else was it? Who did this? Is the captain of your ship? Was it two bad mice? There was another big like hardcore scene uh, act. I can't remember their name, but. I'd go to that and the drum and bass of that and there'd be Zinc, there'd be DJ Rap, who's one of my favourite DJs of all time. She was just incredible. And I just, it was that same feeling I had with Super Sharp Suit. And it's what you're talking about. It's this, it's this, I just go, I don't know how it makes me feel. It does something inside when I hear drum and bass and when it, and it drops and it's just hectic. I love it. It's a sensation that, you know, with or without any sort of like, you know, sort of influence, 
I don't know, I can feel myself wanting to go crazy now. And um, it all started with that, really, really, that the the, uh, the root of that is Super Sharp Shooter. And just thinking, wow, what, what music? And Pip once done me a, a tape, and it wasn't anything with drum and bass, but it's still... It still it, he did top fives for me, all different genres. But the the theme, one of the genres, was top five. Screw your face up and rock. And I don't know. It just feels like that when I listen to drum and bass. It just makes me go lose my mind. And I know you say like dance like no one's watching and stuff like that. I I don't know about any. I I understand the theme of it. I really do. Um, and letting yourself go. And certainly to Super Sharp Shoot was the first time I think I've really started going absolutely bananas. So yeah, great memory there at Fuddruckers. Before booze and you know all that other stuff, so yeah, it's brilliant. That's my Perfect. number two, mate. Um, so my number one kind of encapsulates everything to do with my childhood, mm-hmm. and and it, it rings through to to this day. Uh, and and it's going to be Our House by Madness, oh. um, because it it just reminds me of. Some of my earliest musical memories would have been, um, or, or vid- video memories would have been seeing the early videos of Madness in in eighty eighty one, and just thinking they just looked like lads and looked, mm-hmm. they looked really excited, and they yeah. wrote these kind of songs that felt like comedy songs. So for yeah. a kid, you know, you get excited about it, and then, you know, this is at the point when I, I met Cunt, uh, and and we both was obsessed with this band, and um he'd he bought these pens that you could like write on t-shirts and he would like design his own madness t-shirts yeah. and uh, and then we'd go on like little trips to, to like Camden uh, and we was like literally like fucking 13, 14 and, and go to places that we'd seen in madness videos wow. and just kind of like box tick them uh, and, and we'd write songs and the first songs that we'd wrote we, we'd, done, we'd do like that some of the there's a song by Madness called The Business it's not, uh, and and it's an instrumental and and we'd write lyrics to mm. go over it which would be the the very early kind of probably the first thing I ever done in in bands and it was all comedy songs which obviously he's continued to do to this day and and I'd done it for quite a fair few years um and yeah, and I can't hear anything from Madness and not picture the excitement and the joy uh, and then, you know, going to see them uh, at, at, at Finsbury Park when they got back together for the first ever Madstock gig. Uh, and, yeah, it just... And and it just... There's there's a, li- there's a lyric in it, which I may even have said when, when we done the one with Pip. I'm not sure if I did or not. Uh, and it's my favourite lyrics ever because uh, it just sums up friendship and it sums up being young and having stupid dreams uh, and having someone that you can grow up and share them with and them lyrics are oh, it's the middle eight uh, and it's I remember way back then when everything was true and when we would have such a very good time such a fine time such a happy time and I remember how we play, simply waste the day away. Then we'd say, nothing will come between us, two dreamers. Both make me upset. That's what oh, made man. me upset. Like, yeah, wonderful. Oh, shoot, that's amazing, yeah. mate. So that's my number one. That's, that's yours. a worthy number one, that, mate. 
like as usual with music, I come to the party late and like I said to you before, I think I texted you when I was filming that madness thing with Aaron at the Madness Weekender and watching the whole crowd sing madness songs and, and being at the front filming them all was just like it was just incredible. Um my number one, I've I've said this before. Like, there's so many incredible ones that I, I could have picked. Like, New York, New York sounds funny, but me singing karaoke at 14 and upsetting, well, younger than that, at like 11, upsetting loads of people. Um, I've got loads that uh, are pinned to sort of like the passing of my best friend. Um, I've said before, like driving down the road and uh, a thousand trees for stereophonics comes on and it just hits me so hard. I've had to pull over and just have a fucking little mini breakdown but um i, I guess the what like if i'm gonna say what's my if you're having a music a song that triggers a music memory is so emotive what is the pinnacle of that and it, it again we spoke about this before but I, i'll go into it a bit more detail is that um is uh, v97 and 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 the prodigy show and um there's no i don't think there's one I, there's i've had so many strong memories for music is it's a wonderful thing as i'm sure this podcast has relayed um and we all have them people listen to this i'm sure i would really recommend everyone just go and do their top fives because it's a really enjoyable thing to do really emotive but when i think about um like poison and that like there's that, that break in actually it's poison and it's the first song that they played that day like it's that whole, it was the anticipation in the break of Poison and actually just before they played as well. And I think the first song they started with was Smack My Bitch Up. And um, unless you can correct me, was it Smack My Bitch Up, the first one? I think it was, yeah. Like, it's, it's so good. This was like, this got bumped, this yeah. one. This was so close, but I thought you'd throw it in. So well, yeah, and we have spoke about it before. Um, but I've, I've thrown in so many others that people haven't heard today. So hopefully that, that pays for it. But... I can, like you were saying about, you know, going back to even your number five, I can feel the, the, the sweat on my T-shirt, you know. I can feel how fucking hot it was and 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 like and the humidity in the air. And then when you've got that cool breeze over you, like looking up at that stage before they came on and before it kicked in and then just the crowd going mad and then just the whole show being absolutely crazy. And then, you know, that there's a little break in Poison where he's... Um, uh, where he's sort of like hyping up the the, the drop, and um, Maxim was—they were all incredible on that on that thing, you know. It was back when Lee Wu was still in the in the gang as well. Mm. Keith was Keith had sort of like metamorphosized into the sort of like Firestarter version of Keith that we got. You know, I don't know, man. There's nothing more like that. Shut for two days after it, I barely said anything. For me, mm. that's insane. It was such a such a memory, and live music can 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 really do that. That whole it's so exciting music in your bedroom. Listen to music in your bedroom. I remember listening to Black Sunday from Cypress Hill in Italy when we were talking about worst foods last week, and of a night time when everyone went to bed, I'd pop my earphones in, and I remember listening to like um, Cock the Hammer and Liquor Shot and loving it. And it's so emotive. But then when you have everyone together listening to music. It will just it'll forever stay in your soul. It'll f- mm. it'll form part of your character, and hundred percent, hundred percent, mate. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I you know, we, we we didn't know each other. We was in that field, experiencing together, that yeah, together, uh, and and it, it's it's brilliant, and it's a really nice shared memory that both of us value that moment 
that song at that gig as one of the fondest we've ever experienced and yeah couldn't couldn't agree more um listeners uh we're on all the social media platforms uh if you're patreons um then head over to there and and give us one just give us one example of a song and a that yeah. uh, uh, that that you attach with a really strong memory you know and uh and let's let's get a nice thread going. Um, when we put this episode out, we'll you know underneath the uh, the post with the artwork, just yeah, put yours on there. Patreons get stuck in. Um, we'll get a nice big thread going there. Um, um, and I guess you know just to finish up this, we should just mention that 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 the Patreon thing is is that's that's an opportunity where you can support the podcast if you'd like to. Uh, we understand that this year's been a, a strange year, well, the last year and a half's been a, a strange year and a half, um, and, and so finances can be tight. But if you'd like to support the podcast, then you can do it there, and it's a community over there yeah. as well. And uh, and we do like um, live shows uh, on, on, on Zoom that everybody can come and get involved with, and we put up uh, a standalone episode each week over there as well, so you can get... You know, um, another episode each week. We're about to record one now. Um, but, uh, yeah, and you can find out about that and everything else you need to know uh, about Hardcore Listing at the website, which is hardcorelisting.com or uk. Our website or Patreon? Uh, well, you can get, if you go to the website, you can find Patreon there as well. Hardcorelisting.co.uk, be fine. Everything and you need to know is over there. Yeah. And Patreon is patreon.com forward slash surprise, surprise, hardcore listing. Surprise, surprise isn't in the the, um, the, the, the thing, so don't type that we, in. I think what we all want to know in closing is, what's your first song you had a lap dance to? It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast.